Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in part one of our current study, Babylon, Romanism, and the Harlot of Revelation 17, we investigated the spirit of Babylon and how it works behind the scenes, affecting and influencing every sector of life in this earth. In part two, we're going to dig more deeply into the demonic roots of this destroyer, with special emphasis on the harlot of Revelation 17, which finds her origins in the bowels of this demonic entity, and where the spirit of Babylon rules ecclesiastically as well as governmentally. The spirit of Babylon will work interchangeably between the adulterous and false religion over which the harlot will reign as queen, as well as over the political and economic powers. And together, they will work in blasphemous harmony, information and operation of the Antichrist global empire. Understanding the dual role this bond of Satan holds is critically important in correctly discerning Revelation 17 and 18, and coming to the true identity of the harlot who rides the beast. And as we move forward in this endeavor, it is also important to remember that Scripture makes certain Lucifer's prideful and rebellious goal is to take the place of the Most High God. In this demonic effort, he has been equipped with a knowledge of all the plans of Elohim, for Lucifer was the anointed angel who covers, and therefore he was a privileged observer of all the triune God was purposing. He knows the complete blueprint of heaven and salvation's plan that was ratified between the Father and the Son, and sealed by the Holy Spirit before the foundation of the world. Therefore, in order to reach his mutinous goal and to rule in God's stead, he had to make an identical copy of everything held within the original plan of God. In this study, we will give credible scriptural evidence that reveals Roman Catholicism as Lucifer's most masterful forgery in this effort, but also that this counterfeit of genuine Christianity is the harlot of Revelation 17. We will also show that every other false way that Lucifer has orchestrated and that is being melded into her even now are her harlot daughters, and together that they will comprise the one-world religion of the Antichrist. And because this adulteress rides the beast for a time, she will also play a vital part in his governmental and economic rule as well. This knowledge is not only beneficial in correct discernment and understanding for those who are the legitimate born-again children of God, but it is even more critical to those who are being held in the demonic snare of this Antichrist cult. And so to help us in this investigation, I will be gleaning from credible prophecy teachers, but most of all from the Holy Spirit who has been given to lead us into all truth. I'll begin with a commentary entitled, Babylon as Seen in Scripture, an Introduction to Revelation 17-18, to where we will learn, among many other things, why Islam, which has been strongly taught by a pastor I just recently heard give a message on, cannot be the harlot of Revelation 17. 
although Islam will play a major role along with Roman Catholicism in the one world religion. For as we continue through the study, we will also learn that Islam was actually birthed from within Roman Catholicism. But that is for later, when I will also, in full measure, be exposing the Babylonian rituals that have been woven into the Antichrist fabric of this blasphemous counterfeit to genuine Christianity, including how Islam's moon god Allah also plays a vital role in Roman Catholicism. But for now, let us move on with the commentary. And as we do, I'll mention here that we are going to take our time to carefully lay the scriptural foundation upon which all the other information that will follow in future segments will be launched, and which will be very significant in granting accurate discernment and truth. They write, any interpretation of Revelation 17 and 18 can be difficult because expositors have not always agreed as to the detail of their interpretations. In general, however, it is helpful to consider that chapter 17 is dealing with Babylon as an ecclesiastical or spiritual entity, and that chapter 18 is dealing with Babylon as a political entity. Chapter 17 describes Babylon in its mystery form as a religious system or spirit of false worship, while chapter 18 describes Babylon as a political and commercial system embodied in a city, the city of Babylon of the future. So we see that we have two Babylons, religious Babylon and political Babylon, but they are both of one spirit working in two different roles yet one in purpose and intent. Chapters 17 and 18 are an amplification of one of the main features of the tribulation, the place, function, and final judgment of Babylon. Chapter 17, which deals with the destruction of religious Babylon, would have to occur somewhere around the middle of the tribulation, when the beast is finished using her as a means to his rise to power while chapter 18 describes the destruction of political, economic, and commercial Babylon as it is embodied in the city of Babylon, the headquarters of the beast. This destruction undoubtedly occurs at the Seventh Bowl Judgment, when the great city of Revelation 16.19, along with other cities, falls in the great earthquake. Some interpret that there are two prominent cities representing two prominent systems and that both are called Babylon in their distinctive roles. The first is Rome, the head of the religious system in the first half of the tribulation, which is also entrenched in the political realm as she has always been. That is revealed in Revelation 17.18. The other city is the capital of the great political and commercial system of the last half of the tribulation, after the woman representing the adulterous religious system is destroyed, and when the beast assumes his great power. This will be his primary headquarters, although a secondary headquarters will be in Jerusalem, when the Antichrist carries out the abomination of desolation. He will enter into the Holy of Holies and declare that he is God. Chapter 17 is in part an amplification of chapter 13. In that, it shows us one of the ways that the beast and his political system rise to power. He uses the religious influence and power of the woman and the religious system of mystery Babylon.
This system will have its tentacles in every part of the world where there is any kind of religion at all. Primarily apostate Christendom, comprised of the Roman Catholic Church and her Orthodox daughters the Protestant unbelieving churches, much of the unbelieving Jews who for a time will believe that the Antichrist is the Messiah, and every other cult and false way. These will all come together in one great ecumenical movement as a super-world religion, and the beast will use this to extend his authority and power throughout the world through his false prophet. Babylon is mentioned 260 times in the scriptures and is second in importance only to Jerusalem. Biblically, it is viewed as the devil's city, while Jerusalem is viewed as God's city. They are always seen in opposition to each other. Babylon is the result of apostasy against God's plan of salvation. It is the first international, political, and religious ecumenical movement in the history of man, and one which has never ceased to exist in one form or another. Jerusalem is the result of God's call of a man and a nation to perpetuate His plan of salvation. As mentioned, there seems to be two aspects or faces of Babylon— one is religious and is already in existence today, and one is political, economic, and commercial, the fullness of which is yet future. Together, Babylon embodies one great satanic system. And as God's prophetic plan continues to unfold, it will eventually be realized if this last day's Babylon will encompass different geographical locations or cities like Rome as well as a rebuilt Babylon on the Euphrates to serve each function that comprises Babylon? Or will it be the same city, viewed in different ways, under different circumstances? Looking to the origin and explanation of Mystery Babylon may give us a clue to answering those questions. We learn that Babylon comes from the Hebrew Babel, which means confusion. The Assyrian version renders it as originating from Babel, meaning gate of God, and is used of the ancient city on the banks of the Euphrates River. In the enemy's depiction, it becomes clear that Babylon is the gate to Lucifer, the god of this world, and not to the god of all creation. Merriam-Webster defines it well. It is a city devoted to materialism and sensual pleasure. Babylon is first found in Genesis 10 in the Table of Nations. Here, Moses traces the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. We have the Japhethites, those least connected with Israel. Then he traces the Hamites, those responsible for a great deal of sin and trouble in the world. And then the line of Shem, who became Israelites. But when Moses traces the descendants of Ham, those who were the perpetrators of evil and trouble for Israel throughout her history. Moses wrote the following, Now Cush became the father of Nimrod. He became a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, Like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of Nimrod's kingdom was Babel in the land of Shinar. Babel is the first reference to Babylon and its beginnings. Nimrod is recorded as the founder of Babel, later called Babylon. 
Nimrod's nature and character are seen in both his name and in his actions, as described in Genesis 10, 8-10, as well as his origin in Babylon. His name means, let us revolt or rebel. Nimrod was a rebel from beginning to end. As the first king of Babylon, he had within him the nature and character that would exist in the Gentile nations throughout history and which will especially be evidenced in its final form in the tribulation, with blatant tyranny and apostasy. Nimrod is the first type and symbol of the Antichrist, who will embody to the most wicked and fullest extent that which was only child's play in his forerunner Nimrod. In our next segment, we will pick up where we left off today and will be delving deeply into the religious aspects of Babylon and how that will play a significant role in the reign of the Antichrist. And again, I implore anyone who is involved in Roman Catholicism in any way to please join me then. And until then, and as always, beloved, I bid you His agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.